Bigelow. You're listening to Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. And I've got to ask you, right now, we were talking about blended families don't mix. <laughs> well, not really. There was a book that you had cited the last time we were together by Emily and John Visser entitled Old Loyalties, New Ties. Right. And you had discussed six myths. Before we go there, to keep my attention, could you pray, please? You bet. Lord, thank you that you have given us people who have done research and provided us a different way to look at some of the common maladies that are attacking families nowadays and some of the common ways that families are needing to operate. I pray for uh, wisdom and uh, clarification and great communication on whatever we are talking about today. In your precious name, amen. Amen, hallelujah. Thank you. So in this book, Old Loyalties, New Ties, they had provided six myths that you had talked about last time. Could you review them, please? That whole concept is driven by the fact that we have so many ways of uh, thinking improperly about the bringing relationships back together and all this other stuff and how many uh, how many people have a tendency to think poorly about putting families together. So here are the six blended family myths. Step families are the same as biological families. When you just think about that one, it just doesn't make sense. But some people have that mindset. Well, it's just a family. Uh, it's, it's, just a, it's just an assimilation of people. Uh, but no, there's a big difference between a step family and a biological family. You're right. doesn't make sense with the expectations there. Mm-hmm. Next. Second one is uh, step family adjustment will be attained quickly. Yeah, we're different, but you know, we'll, we'll become a great, warm, caring, loving family real fast. Not true. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's some of the stuff we're going to deal with today. Love and caring will develop instantly. Same type of issue. Fourth one, working hard prevents the development of the wicked stepmother because the stepmother tends to be more of the difficulty in this blended family mix than any other part of it. So the, the wicked stepmother uh, is a very prominent theme that goes around. So the stepmother coming in thinks she has to work real hard and it actually creates more problems. Five. Withdrawing a child from the biological parent enhances the relationship with a same-sex step-parent, and lots of research research shows that that's not good. And then finally, anything negative happening is the result of being in a step-family. Something to blame it on. That's what we're always looking for as individuals. It can't be me. It's got to be something else. And so the step-family becomes the big issue. Well, of course it does. It worked (laughs) at Christmas and birthdays and holidays, you know, when they split up. So when they come back together, why not? That's right. That's what's going to show up. And that's where we want to go today. We want to look at how to rethink the step family. Uh, And they've provided in that book some good things to be considering here. How can a step family go from some of those, that mythological type of thinking to some healthy thinking. And there's typically stages that they go through, like stages of grief or things of that nature. And there are seven stages that they have identified, and each one of these stages are a movement more toward health in the way that you're thinking. So if we have that beginning of the continuum on the myth mindset, 
then we would actually start with step one being that concept of a fantasy. They have a mindset that's based in uh, lack of truth, fantasy. It won't happen to us. So it not only has this myth mindset, but they're looking at some facts related to step families, and they're looking at some issues related to, well, yeah, it's possible that a wicked stepmother might be one of our issues, and yeah, it's possible that I might think that it comes a little faster, love and caring will be coming a little faster. But they always will say, but it won't happen to us. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first step of moving toward reality, which is admitting, yeah, we had that mindset. Yes, we did. Uh, adults expect that instant love. Uh, children try to ignore the step parent in hopes that he or she will go away and the biological parents will be reunited. You know, that whole fantasy staying in that mythological mindset is, uh, is sitting out there. So that's the step one. Is Help me classify it. Step one is? Fantasy. Admitting that there just might be a... It's literally step one is admitting that I was living in fantasy. And then moving, okay, moving great. on. So this is like the twelve steps, right? Oh, in, in humbly in some admitted regards. that I have a problem. <laughs> I'm in fantasy. Okay, right. step two. Step two: false assimilation. Yeah, it is happening to us. Is kind of the mindset that you would end up leading into this one. And the, now they're saying we're one big happy family. We're not doing the myth side, but we, at least we're one big happy family. So the idea is they are trying to get to this health by thinking that they are okay, but they're still living in the myth. They don't realize they're still living in the myth because they're by saying that we're one big happy family, they're literally trying to make the fantasy a reality, and it's not true. Uh, they aren't really willing to accept that things aren't going very well. So these first two, two stages are stages that really aren't moving you too much to a reality, aren't moving you too much to health, but it's trying to recognize that this wound or this sickness is worse than it really is, I guess you could <laughs> say, it, say it that way. So step one was a fantasy. Uh, it won't happen to us. Step two is a false assimilation. We're one big happy family. And then step three is finally the awareness. So you've got to go through the continuation of the myths to get it finally to the place I'm aware. I see what's bothering me, but I won't tell you. So at least they've gotten to the place where they're going, huh, something is wrong. Okay. Something is not going right here. There's a growing awareness of family pressures. There's a step parent begins to perceive changes that are needed. The parent feels pulled between the needs of the children and the new spouse. Groups divide along the biological lines. And then finally, children may observe and exploit differences between the couple. So finally, in this particular step, they're moving away from the fantasy land. They're moving away from all of the things that they had moved into the marriage and moved into the blended family with, thinking it's going to be great. And now they're recognizing it's not great, and what are we going to do about it? Okay. So that's the third step. And then in the fourth step, they finally move into some action. This is what they call mobilization. You're wrong. That's not the way it is. So there is a defensiveness that's starting to grow 
at, at this stage. There's some strong emotions that are being expressed, and it's going to lead to arguments. They know things aren't working well, but they actually are trying to fight for the fantasy to a degree, to keep, <laughs> keep, it, to keep it the way it was. Um, the step-parent is clear on a need to change. The parents fear change will bring loss. It's the concept of the calm before the storm uh, would be step three. You're recognizing some bad things are going on. Step four is the storm that starts happening. And the storm is really that, wow, this isn't as good as we thought it was going to be. And it's going in a direction that I don't really like. Okay. That's, that's what this step four would be all about. So, so it, when you say action, you don't necessarily mean a planned action. This is more a knee-jerk response. That's exactly right. Uh, because when you get to this step, if you have the energy to move on to step five, you're going to start seeing some positive things going on. If but, I have uh, the energy or if I'm still breathing? It's, it's about the truth. <laughs> We're not saying this is the way things can work actually to the betterment. This is just the stages that they tend to go through. Okay. We're going to give you some goals on how to help it, help it work to a betterment a little bit later. But this is more along the line of these are the stages people typically go through. Okay, no, no, no. Thank you for that because I was thinking, all right, I've got to turn this into something. And we'll discuss that right after this. Quotes from God's Word for Great Relationships. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others as better than himself. Philippians 2, 3. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You know how you're always praying for a sign from God? That you're meant to go to seminary? This is your sign. Seriously, I'm here to tell you about Grace. Grace School of Theology. It's free grace based. The professors are world class. It's accredited, accessible, attainable, and oh yes, it's affordable. You can even complete your entire degree online, which means you don't have to move. Wouldn't it be great to have a deeper knowledge of the Word of God? Write this down. www.gsot.edu gsot.edu or call 877-476-8674 877-476-8674 Now get going! listening to Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work and Life and Love. Herman, you've been talking to me about the seven stages that are out of this book. Old Loyalties, New Ties, yeah, by John and Emily Weiser. You reviewed the six myths for me in, in, before the break, and we were getting into the seven stages, and here we are on the door of stage four, and I'm thinking these are something I'm supposed to act on, and then I realized, no, 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 this isn't about action. This is about identifying what's going on with me right now. Good. That's exactly right, because where we actually start from is this fantasy 
which we talked about with the myths. So step one or the stage one was the fantasy won't happen to us. Then stage two is the idea of false assimilation. We're one big happy family. They've moved kind of out of the myths, but in reality, what stage two is trying to do is trying to verify the myths in some regards, saying, no, no, it won't happen to us, stage one. Stage two, we're going to be one big happy family after all, and they start seeing things aren't going as well as they thought. That's exactly right. Then stage three, they become fairly aware that the myths aren't really workable. What's really going on here is I see what's bothering me, but I won't tell you. I'm starting to really become aware that this is not going well. I really see that the myths are are not true, especially in the way that I'm viewing it, but I'm not comfortable telling you about it. And then stage four is mobilization. They're actually talking about the fact that it's not going well. And it's really the concept, like I said before, the calm before the storm is step three, stage three, stage four is it's the storm now. The storm is brewing. And that's, I've taken some kind of knee-jerk response or whatever, and it's not working out. Mm -hmm. And again, this isn't to do something. This is outside looking in. Where am I in the process? That's right. Am I in denial? Have I become aware? Am I knee-jerk reacting? Okay, so that was step four, mobilization. And it's sort of like the journey. You're just watching people go through the motions. And and hopefully at at the time when we get to stage seven, it's going to be able to move more easily into the five goals that we would want a step family to go through. So in stage four, mobilization, uh, stage five, action. It's hard, but we'll work it out together. At this, is, at this is the stage where they finally get into reality. They start recognizing that they've been living in these fantasies and these myths, and it's created a lot of difficulties for them. But they, at least in this stage, if they're going to continue, would have to have a commitment to the family staying together. Okay, let me clean up my notes for a second. Stage four was mobilization. Mm -hmm. I had that down as action for some reason. I'm sorry. Stage four. Well, there is is mobilization from the viewpoint that they no longer are hiding it from each other, that things aren't working well. That's the idea of mobilization. They've actually mobilized their forces to start fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no, because I had four as action, and now you're giving me action again in five. Yeah, there's there, the true action is going in stage five here. It's hard, but we'll work it out together. The couple begins working together in attempts to find solution. The family structure changes, boundaries are clarified, and the children may resist the changes because they're comfortable in the way it's been, in spite of how bad it has been. So that's what's happening in stage five. Stage five, again, is the first place where you start seeing movement, better movement, toward what is good uh, in spite of the fact that action uh, in uh, in this particular stage there was action in the previous but it was actually more just seeing more problems this is the final this is the first stage where you're actually seeing an attempt to start moving in a different direction in uh, stage six it's called contact we're all getting closer Uh, the couple is starting to work better together there is a closer bonding between the step-parent and step-child and other step-relations. The step-parent has a definite role, 
with the stepchildren. The boundaries are clear, more ability to deal with the larger family system issues. So this particular stage is where you start seeing some health occurring in a blended family. So this is the stage where we will be able to deal with a little bit more of the five goals that we'll be talking about a little bit later. The couple working well together because they finally have decided, okay, things aren't working like we'd like them to. Let's put some things into place to help us get in a better direction here. So then finally, stage seven is what they call resolution. And this is where a couple or a blended family is able to look at themselves and say this little simple phrase, it's different and it's okay. We're going to go forward and we're going to work together as a family. And a step family identity is secure. We are a family. We aren't as close and never will be based on research as close as a biological family could be, but we're a family and we're gonna work through these things. We're going to figure out how to work together in a more healthy way. Okay, this is stage seven resolution. Stage seven, it's different, yeah. but it's okay. Isn't that part of the fantasy I was living back in stage one? <laughs> stage, no. Actually, stage one is everything is going to occur and it's going to be totally okay immediately. There is an immediacy on that that's very different. Uh, and stage one was more about it won't happen to us. All of these things that are said about blended families aren't going to happen to us. That's really the concept of stage one. And then stage two has a little bit of that flavor in it. We're just one big happy family. The difference is at this place, they're actually accepting the fact that we may not be as one big happy family as a biological family could be, but we can get real close to it. And it's different. It's okay. We're, we're okay at, with, with that. We don't have to have everything that a biological family might have, but this blended family, we can make it work. And obviously, where we come from with our foundation, that the Old Loyalties, New Ties book wasn't trying to come from is we're coming from a biblical viewpoint, which is, you know, God can make this work out. And that's a very important issue for us to uh, bring into these stages. In this particular case, this it's different and it's okay. The, the whole difference is when difficulties arise, the family has something to go for and create a resolution. That's what's beautiful about this. In the past, if they hadn't gotten to this stage, those difficulties would be unresolved and they wouldn't progress. And In fact, they'd probably regress uh, uh, more than uh, have any progress. So in this stage, it makes a, a big difference. And let's do talk about that model before we get to the break. This is, this is uh, really important. Get the, uh, get the workbook, get the study guide, and take a look at some of the graphs on the intact family and uh, the new step family and the mature step family. What we need to do is see that in the, uh, by the way, in the study guide, it's in chapter 11, the last part of chapter 11, to see those, uh, see those graphs. What you want to do is recognize that in a biological family, you have, just let's just assume that there's two kids, and you have the husband and the wife, and you have uh, two children. Let's just say a boy and a girl. Uh, that is the model that we're trying to get back to. We're wanting to have the best 
relationships between the husband and wife, then we have stronger ties between the same sex children and parent, and then we have good relationships between the kids. That's the model we're trying to get to. So in a mature step family, what you're doing is you're having a very difficult issue being dealt with, which is the step-parents have as good a relationship as possible with their exes. That's the most difficult thing that's going to be dealt with here. As good a relationship as possible with the exes. And that will allow the relationships of the stepchildren that are coming from two different families to work together better. Don't fall for that myth of trying to pull the biological family, uh, biological parent away from this new step family. That's going to hurt it. So what you do is take a look at those charts there, and you can see that you want to get back as close as you possibly can to the original family. Wow. That's a lot to put in a 30-minute segment, <laughs> let alone the last few minutes. Listen, the material's in Chapter 11 at the Great Relationships website, right? In the study guide, you can also watch the videos. Again, the website, greatrelationships.com. That's relationships.com. We'll be back right after this. Great quotes for great relationships. That woman was taken from man no more implies the inferiority of woman to man than the taking of man from the ground implies the inferiority of man to the ground. Nor does the term helper connote subordination. Dr. Eugene Merrill. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships right now. Relationships can be great. And not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R numeral 8 relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You're listening to Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work, Life, and Love. Herman, you had given me a model for thinking about this. Right. The way that you want to be looking at this is you start with the way that God has put families together. And when you end up with a blended family, you still want to go back and get to as close as you possibly can to the original design of a family. That's the idea for health. That's the idea for the way this model is to work. Get as close as you can back to the original design for family, in spite of the fact that you're a blended family. And the big idea there is you're gonna need to have as good a relationship as possible 
with your ex. Let's leave you with some five goals to consider if you want to take a blended family more toward this way that you would like to make a blended family even better. First, deal with losses and changes. Accept the reality that this has been a difficulty. You have lost some of your original relationships. You've lost some of those original ties. Deal with those losses. Uh, Support the expressions of uh, sadness and grief. Uh, Make changes gradually. Uh, Accept the insecurity that change brings to a lot of people. Uh, See that everybody gets a turn to express their feelings about this type of stuff. And it's not a matter of living in pity city. That isn't what I'm talking about. That's that little phrase that we always like to use in business. Uh, You know, you're allowed to visit Pity City, but you're not allowed to move there. (laughs) (laughs) But there is a big issue here in this deal with losses and changes. Don't try to cover it up. It hurts to have your relationships torn away from a biological parent. It hurts to have these new relationships not working as well as you would like them to work. So deal with those losses and changes. That's step one. Step two, Negotiate different developmental needs. Take a child development or a parenting class. Uh, Go back and look at the ways that we are asking you to work in relationships overall. And the key is to pursue the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. In these type of situations, you're going to have a greater tendency to focus on, but what about me? That's what any of these type of situations will draw you into, feeling sorry for yourself instead of pursuing the best for the people that are around you. So negotiate different developmental needs. Accept the validity of the different life cycle phases that you're going to be going through here. Uh, Negotiate uh, incompatible needs. Uh, Have a communication that is around the idea of how can we make this better instead of Here's all the problems. Always be thinking about solutions. That's how you would negotiate the different developmental needs. That's uh, step two. Uh, Step three, establish new traditions. Don't live in the past of how it has been. Yes, there are some of the traditions that you have brought in from your previous family system that could work in this one, but at the same time, Figure out ways to have traditions that are your own for your new blended family. That would work a lot better because your old traditions are going to constantly take you into the past. We want to build a new past. We want this blended family to be working on their new traditions. And some of your old traditions can work, yes, but don't force it. Don't make it be that way. So step three, establish new traditions. Step four, develop a solid couple bond. If I had my way, I would put that number one. That would be the most important issue. I've heard that too many times from people that are in the relationship and counseling business. They're talking very much into the idea the most important relationship is the husband and wife. And if they don't get that solid couple bond, it's going to hurt the whole family. So make certain that you accept that you as a couple have the primary long-term relationship and you don't do a bunch of things just for the kids. You make certain that your relationship is very, very strong. Then we have form new relationships, step five, fill in the past histories, create a step-parent, step-child time 
to be one-on-one. Parent makes space for the step-parent, step-child relationships. Don't expect instant love. Be fair. Do fun things together. That would be the uh, form new relationships. And I misquoted at the first. I said five. It's actually eight of them stated that we had five. There's actually eight. Uh, Six, create a parenting coalition. It's no longer you and your children against he and his children or her and her children. It's a parenting coalition that you're working for the best for everybody. And then finally, the last two, seven, accept continual shifts in household composition, meaning it's okay to have the exes come in and there's some difficulties uh, from time to time. Accept these shifts. That's going to happen. It's, it's just part of the way the reality of a blended family works. And then risk involvement despite little support, meaning when you take on the permission for being the step-parent, you are going to be t- needing to act as a real parent not just as a step-parent from time to time. In spite of the fact that the ex may not be liking some of the things, you're going to need to step out and act as a real parent and make some decisions. And that's going to be risky at times. So those are your eight steps. I'm sorry to have gone through that so quickly. Here's the one thing I'd like you to remember. Get back to the original model as close as you can. There you have it, and from Chapter 11. Thank you, Herman. Great relationships pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. How is your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings, too. Why, just yesterday, I found a $100 bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree, and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow, I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich Maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Have you ever had days like this? (laughs) Neither have we. That's why we recommend great relationships. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others, kindly, patiently, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. 